Welcome to Hebrew Bible Insights, a podcast about making sense of the Hebrew Bible. I'm Matthew Delaney, and I specialize in the Hebrew language. My co-host is Dr. Nathan French, who specializes in the ancient Near East. And together, we want to help people understand the Old Testament, or as it's often called now, the Hebrew Bible. Today's episode is a great one. I got a chance to talk with Keith Pinkney. I ran to him on Instagram. He has phenomenal content that you can see there as well as on his own podcast. I was so glad to get to invite him on. Keith is an absolutely great guy. You're going to love listening to him. He has a genuine passion for God and for scripture. He loves other people and he really wants to reach his community and you're going to feel that throughout the interview. We talk about all kinds of things, everything from his PhD dissertation topic to black Hebrew Israelites, as well as content creation tips. So many things we get into. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, One of the things we talk about, though, is an interesting topic. He brings up the idea of personality and how that can be a helpful thing for us having healthy expectations on maybe when we read the Bible and how we create biblical content, that it doesn't need to look the same for everyone. And so I think that's something we intuitively might understand, but we don't leverage enough. So before we dive into today's episode, I have a great resource for you. So let me tell you about it. The more we read the Bible, the more we realize that God really wants us to love other people well. But what does that look like practically? Beyond reading scripture and being a part of a good faith community, one of the things that I found is the most helpful for me is to learn about my personality and the personality of others. It helps me recognize where I can lean towards being a little unhealthy and how I can thrive in my life to impact others well. And it can also help me to know how others are wired so I can best love them too. But what resources do we go to to get help when it comes to personality? There's a sea of information out there, everything from shallow, simple memes to long books and uh, websites to try to find stuff. Where do we go? One of my friends, Craig Iatt, created a great resource I think that you will enjoy. It's called The Circle of Personal Development, Personality, and Strengths. It's a new ebook that he's just released that goes over some of the best personality systems and gives you simple and clear information on these. Now, Craig is the CEO of a life coaching and business consulting company. So all the information that's in this book is tried and tested through dozens and dozens of clients, both with their personal life as well as their business life. So I have a link to this book, uh, the ebook and the show notes and descriptions. You can get this book now for $6.99. Also, if you want more information about this, you want to go deeper, you can go to allsolutions.consulting to get life coaching or business consulting and see how this can integrate into your life. So I'll put the link to the ebook that's $6.99 in the show notes in the description. And I'll also put the website allsolutions.consulting if you're interested in going deeper with life coaching or business consulting. Together, we can all pursue the mission of loving others well one step at a time as we dig into scripture, as we live in our faith community, and as we strive to understand ourselves and others better. I am so excited for today's podcast guest. We have Keith Pinkney on the podcast. I recently uh, ran into some of his content on Instagram and then his podcast. It's become my new favorite Bible podcast to listen to. We'll get more into that in the interview, but this is someone you're going to want to listen to. He's a perfect Bible guide, regardless of where you're coming from, whether you have known nothing about the Bible and you're trying to get involved, or if you have been reading the Bible for years and you just want to go deeper, you're going to find it all in his podcast and who, and who he is as a person. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Matt. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. So I want to start with just a general question. Let's just say someone, maybe they happen to not be familiar with you. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah. And then also specifically, how you, did you get into uh, doing biblical studies and, um, and that kind of stuff. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my name is Keith Pinkney. Like you said, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, actually still live in Atlanta now, uh, from the East side of the city. Uh, man, I grew up here, you know, playing sports, um, didn't grow up as a Christian. Uh, I, I came to faith, Christian faith and, um, college and uh i was playing division one college basketball and in that time was just a transformative time and 
ever since my freshman year of college, uh, when I became a believer, uh, there was just this hunger and passion to, to know God and to know Jesus and to learn about the scriptures that's still there. <laughs> and so uh, I went to college, became a Christian. I did some campus ministry stuff, played sports the whole time, graduated college. And it was like, hey, man, I just have this passion to study the Bible and do ministry. And I just want people to know God and to love God. And so I moved back home to Atlanta. I go to this church. My pastor actually in college was like, hey, you should check out this church called Cornerstone Church. And so that's when I uh, came back home, checked out Cornerstone and just never left. Uh, I met on the first day one of my closest friends, uh, one of my co-hosts for the podcast, uh, Windows and Mirrors podcast, and one of my and my pastor, uh, John, John Alamchekwa. Mm. And so I met him and then we got linked up and got involved with the church, started serving, became an intern, started seminary. And so I uh, started seminary as part of the internship at the church. And uh, my like world, my mind was like exploded. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just uh, learned so much, so much, so fast. And uh, I couldn't get enough of it. And so uh, long story short, after that, that's when I um, decided after, <clears throat> uh, before I uh, graduated, I was like, man, I want to keep going and keep studying. And so I talked to my professors and kind of worked through all of that. And so now I'm going to pursue a PhD uh, in Old Testament, uh, Hebrew Bible, Old Testament from uh, University of St. Andrews in Deuteronomy. And so um, really, really looking forward to that. Me and my wife have about less than two months before we <laughs> leave Atlanta and our lives change forever. Um, wow. And so, yeah, I mean, I can go more into like the kind of technical biblical studies, like how mm -hmm. I got into specific Old Testament yeah. kind of stuff, if you mm -hmm. want. Or sure. No, that's great. I love the story, too. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. People can hear the background because, you you know, it's amazing how we all come to faith in Jesus yeah. and and uh, we all have different stories. And I think it's great people to find how we can mm -hmm. all relate to that. Yeah. Um. So one thing I'm also curious about for the sake of this podcast is why did you decide to focus in Old Testament specifically? Because that's just, I think for most people, we feel like, hey, Christian, Jesus is like really explicitly clear the New Testament part. Hmm. Old Testament's longer. I think it's more boring. Why would you yeah. go there? Like what? So what's your story in choosing yeah. the especially Old Testament part? Man, like you said, man, like I, I just love the Bible, right? So like, mm -hmm. even now I talk to friends who are like in the academy and working in other fields. And I'm like, just as interested in the New Testament and theology and other stuff. Yeah. So when I get to seminary, um, I take my courses, you have a class on, you know, every book of the Bible, you have your language courses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what I found was at the same time as I was doing seminary, I was doing ministry, uh, serving at my church, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, going out in the community, and what I found was in the community that that I served in, African American context, um, there are many um, what I would call like Black identity groups, and so you have uh, people uh, who would identify as Nation of Islam, as um, uh, Hebrew Israelites, uh, which is a whole whole thing in itself, and uh, just so many different uh, groups. And a lot of the groups, and a professor said this, but a lot of the groups. Uh, basically formed a group uh, based on an interpretation of an Old Testament passage. Mm. Okay. And so he pointed that out and then I actually found it to be true. And they would use uh, what I would say is, is, is bad interpretations of particular biblical passages to justify um, the, the kind of group they were forming or they were on the flip side of that, they were hurt <laughs> by someone in the church or in christianity mm. by old testament passages so i was like oh no like this needs to be thought through and so so there was that element the kind of like um you know ministerial uh missional element that that compelled me in my heart and so there was that and then at the same time when i came to the academy and i was looking at old testament scholarship and biblical scholarship in general there there didn't seem to be a plethora <laughs> of resources addressing um the core cultural concerns of my community right mm. so instead of like being mad that there aren't so many people doing it i was like i want to be the one of those people that do it you see what mm. i'm saying and so that kind of led me rabbit trail and then just kind of like you said um you know the old testament is just weird <laughs> for a lot of people let's be honest yeah. and just wanting the average like christian to know like hey this is scripture for you this yep. is important. There's so much like richness and depth here. Um, 
So that, and then like at the same time, it's like, man, it'll be really hard. It's there are things in the New Testament you'll miss <laughs> if you're not acquainted with yeah. the structure and the, the 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 people and the the text of the Old Testament. So there was that, and then I liked Hebrew more than Greek. So just nice kind of practical for <laughs> things like that, man. And um, yeah, man. So it, it kind of worked out uh, in that way, but it started with that burden, you know what I mean, for for real mm-hmm. people. And it's funny because. Um, and sorry if I'm talking long. That's uh, great. Uh, it's funny because many times, you know, in the academy, we can just operate in silos, right? Like mm. our work can be disconnected from how this affects real people on the ground. And so in, even in kind of like coalescing with the podcast, it's uh, I want to take the best insights I can here and package them in a way where mm. it's palatable to the average believer. You know what I'm saying? Yep. African-American or, or not the average believer where they can take this and learn from this and grow and be nurtured and fed from this as well. That is so good. I'm so glad you brought that up. I kind of wanted to dig even a little deeper into this because there's, what's the best way to put this? Um, I think it's really easy to get siloed, especially I think for some people with the academic journey is intense. It's a long time. And so for some people it's like, all right, you go do your undergrad, then your master's and your PhD. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not trying to like call people out as if like they're doing something necessarily bad, but it's before you know it, you're in the classroom in the library all the time. And I'd be curious if you could touch just, you've already done a great job. I wonder if you could touch even a little deeper on what was like for you, both learning, like very intellectual, academic, deep Bible stuff, but at the same time you're serving at your church. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something I can relate to as well. I was a pastor for four years before I started teaching at ORU. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, in some ways I could have looked back at my story and thought, man, if only I knew that teaching was really quote, the thing I was supposed to be doing. Right. But I am so glad I did that, that role for four years, because the things that I learned from being in practical ministry, uh, anyway, I just wonder if you can speak that to yourself more for, yeah. for people, because sometimes our Bible study, whether we're in academics or not, it can feel like a, it can almost become disconnected from real life in a bad way. So I wonder if you can just speak a little more to that. Yeah, I think there's something about it. Um, I think about one of my heroes is Dr. Martin Luther King. And many people, and even in our own community, many people like quote Dr. King, but never really like read him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And know like, mm-hmm. oh, I have a dream speech. And it's like, man, this guy was brilliant. You know, he had a PhD, many people don't know, at the age of 26. What? So, so I'm, listen, I'm 26 right now. And I'm about to start my <laughs> PhD. Right? He finished at 26. Jeez. And he got it in systematic theology. People don't like, people don't really, you know, Anyway, one of the things I appreciate about Dr. King was that he always was a pastor, even while he was doing his PhD and even Mm. after. So he he understood the plights of real people and their Mm. questions and their concerns. Now, if you listen to his sermon, it's like he's quoting Plato, Aristotle, and then he'll go to some pseudepigraphal uh, literature like he and the Bible parables, foreign policy, like he has range, but he, he knew how to 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 take all of those raw ingredients right and make a smoothie right so that someone <laughs> could drink and, and yeah. take the nutrients from it and so I, I I just think that you know on a on a practical level when you when you're dealing with real people when you're ministering to real people you even see things in the text <laughs> that you that you wouldn't have saw if you just stayed in the library for twenty four hours and mm-hmm. looked at commentaries or looked at monographs right. Um, now, and now, mind you, I'm for the deep technical work, right? But they sure. just have to be merged, and that's not everybody's yep. job or bent or gifting, yep. right? But but the scholars that I've like learned from and appreciated, mm-hmm. um, even to this present day, uh, are people who can kind of you know traverse both mm-hmm. both sides, right? The academy mm-hmm. and the church, and we need it, right? There's so yep. many insights. I think while I was um, in my master's program, where I was just like, mm-hmm. man. If, if such and such could be sitting next to me and hear mm. how this text bears on their real life. Um, and so we need, yeah, we don't just need, I always say like, we don't just need interpreters. We also need translators, right? Mm. We need people to translate the best of scholarship for a wider audience. And I'll tell I was, I was yeah, actually yeah. having a conversation with a friend about this the other day. Um, I'm so grateful for people like Bible project, right? Yes. Like yeah. people, people don't realize that Tim Mackey has a PhD in Hebrew Bible. <laughs> But yep. but he's but he's taking the things he's learned and the things he knows and putting it in a way where it's palatable for a wide audience. So yeah. I think that 
that is extremely important. And um, yeah, the Lord can really use it. Yeah, Bible Project has been tremendous for me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's go. Let's go. Keep going this direction. Then, like your podcast is an amazing example of you doing this for people. Yeah. And like you said, you want to take, you want to present things in a way where it's engaging and meaningful and transformative for people. So again, if you haven't listened to the podcast, you got to subscribe to his. Yours is you have an interesting title for your podcast. That could be an interesting way for us to segue into this. Yeah. Uh, Windows and mirrors, hmm. right? Like. You know, I'm expecting like some word Bible or church or something in there, right? You see windows and mirrors. Uh, maybe why is this what your podcast is called? And what's kind of the framework through which you see yeah. uh, how you approach your your podcast? No, that's good. Um, so backstory, right? It's the pandemic. It's 2020. Um, and this is early pandemic, right? Where we don't know a lot, you know, about what's going on. The vaccine hadn't been out, all this kind of stuff. And so our pastor, John, who I... Who, was also the co-host, um, said like, man, what if we um, started a Bible podcast? You know, at this point, we we're, we're, we're at home. So like our, all of our like services are completely online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we can't go into the building. And he was like, just like, you know, something maybe uh, a few minutes a day where we walk through scripture to encourage folks. And this was just at our church, just at Cornerstone. Cornerstone has <laughs> 300 and some members, right, that mostly live in Atlanta or in the uh, in this area, the West End of Atlanta. And uh, yeah, so it was like, all right, if a few people listen, we'll be grateful. Right. And so um, we, we started that. And then the idea behind the name Windows and Mirrors was the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror we come to to see through and see God, not to it to primarily look at and see ourselves. And so in more uh, in other language, it's it's God's self-revelation, right? It is his divine disclosure of who he is uh, and what he's done in history mm-hmm. to people for himself. And so, um, yeah, we, we just wanted to, to do that in a palatable way. I think that uh, if I can be candid here, um, there aren't many uh, podcasts like that that African-Americans are doing, right? And so even when we when we speak, um, and Jonas has had to like stop the podcast at points because he's like, hey, bro, like this is not seminary. like remember who your audience is you know what i mean so mm. we want to speak in very plain language we mm. use a lot of slang uh nothing obviously derogatory but just like yo like what's up what's good my g like <laughs> how our people talk right yeah and yeah. in the the overwhelming response of people again we started it just for our church people around the world um have tuned in and, and been blessed and, and have read through so we went we started in a August of 2020, went yep. all the way through the, the whole Bible, and we started back again, top of 2022. And so, um, yeah, 10 minutes a day, four chapters a day, and you'd just be surprised, right? Like yep. um, what you can do uh, in community. It's been said that if um, you want to go uh, uh, fast, go alone, you want to go far and go together, right? Mm. Um, so it, it's it's been amazing to see, you know, numerous people saying, I've read through the Bible all the way through for the first time. Yeah. You know? Or people say, I got through the Old Testament for the first time. Or yep. Leviticus was actually interesting. Yes. Right. Like all of these things, like literally every other day, man, just just warm our heart. And yep. so that was the the idea behind it. Um and yeah, like all the things that, you know, John's pastored almost, you know, 15, 16 years, mm. actually sitting in his library right now. He's out of town. Um uh, so so all the things he's learned um you know educated as well and all the things i was learning in the moment mm-hmm. like in my master's yeah. program I'm like oh man like okay like and all the things i'm reading and preparing yeah. for the phd program things i had to read trying to take that and it's and it's a it's a task right take yeah. those things and put it yep. in this uh type of vehicle where people that look like me could uh could take in and so it's been an yeah. overwhelming response the lord has really really blessed it that's yeah. awesome. I, yeah, I love what you're doing. I obviously this is great for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. but as a white person, I think it's just representation matters, you know, yeah. and everybody should care about that. Right. Yeah. And so I'm glad that one, we just have good people doing great work. Uh, yep. but also we need all types of good people doing mm-hmm. great work. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for answering that call. Um, thank you man. for both people like you and your community, but also for the world. I'm not surprised it's resonating with people mm-hmm. all over the place. Hmm. Um, 
So yeah, it, that's a tough thing. You, you find a way to do a literally about 10 to 15 minute podcast yeah. and uh, it's perfect for a commute, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I was listening to an episode on my way to, to the office today and it's, it's a great way to, I'll tell you this. I think for some people, this idea of how do I read the Bible all the way through a year, the consistency I'd have to have, it's tough, yeah. but you guys bring this to life and the way that you do the approach, it's, it's fun. It's engaging. Mm-hmm. It feels transformative. We learn things. Yeah. And, and I think you somehow find the perfect balance of whatever three or four chapters you're covering. Mm-hmm. Like you give us the big picture, what's going on, but it doesn't become like a boring bullet point. All right. These four verses are about this. These three verses about this. Yeah, there's a place for that if you want to get into the weeds. But I think anyone, no matter what your background is, you're going to have fun and you're going to learn things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you've been blowing my mind with some of the stuff you guys have been saying. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. And All you right. and John, by the way, a great team. And so I think that's great hearing both of you. Like when I first started my podcast, um, similar to you, I had the same idea of like similar idea, I should say, that we need more, you know, more people to be able to understand the Bible. I chose to focus on the Old Testament for, mm-hmm. for Christians as kind of like the niche. Uh, you know, for certain reasons, I also loved Hebrew a lot more than Greek. That's what I teach now. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, but anyway, I just, I love dialogue more than monologues. That's why I love bringing in guests, but also having a, uh, a co-host and Nathan's great. You know, we have similarities. We're also different and it's fun doing that. So I think it's cool too, you know, to also have you and John together with that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one thing I want to touch on is again, you're taking a big step. You already alluded to this, which is huge. I, if some people aren't aware of the process it takes to go through even just a master's degree, I think we look, we hear it thrown around. And so I think we're just culturally aware, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a really impressive thing, yeah. man. Like, especially when you got real life and real jobs, like, you know, yeah. you're working and you do your master's degree. And now you're about to step off to a PhD, which is a very intense. Nathan, my co-host, he has a PhD. So he's told me firsthand, like what it's like. Where did so anyway, his PhD was at the university of Aberdeen and his was okay. in Hebrew Bible and ancient Near East. So his specialty is again, Christian, but his focus is on the Hebrew Bible, specifically the understand the ancient Near East history and cultural component, which you bring up in your podcast sometimes too, to understand what's going on. And he wrote on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil oh. and to understand what what this might look like with an ancient Eastern context and view yeah. and understanding uh, mm-hmm. the rest of the story. Yeah. He's great. He also did his master's degree at Hebrew university of Jerusalem, which nice. was awesome. Uh, he's great. He's also just a good man and great family man cares about people. Um, great man of faith, but also just, he's super wicked smart. I mean, wow. my gosh, wow. he just, he knows his stuff. Gotta, so he's, check out his he's work. great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so you're doing your PhD. I wonder if, uh, you know, first I would just be curious before we dive into what your PhD is about is you chose to embark on a journey. Very few people do. I mm-hmm. just, before we even dive in what you're doing, what kind of led you to say, I'm going to do this and this is important. I'm going to, I'm going to do something. Not very few, many people do. Yeah. So man, when you look back, you, you realize like how many factors played into where you are now or where you're going. Um, you know, for me, it was, I just felt, I, yeah, I'm so Christian, uh, called to it. It's fine. <laughs> I just called to it. I just called yeah. to it, man. And it was like, a you know, initially when I went into seminary, it was like, all right, I love the church. I love being with people, doing life with people on this journey mm-hmm. with Jesus. And so I'm gonna just get this degree and be a pastor. That's that's it, mm-hmm. Lord. I'm I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And about halfway through, I was like, I actually love this too. You know, mm-hmm. like I was I was sad, like being honest, like when class was over. Sometime I was, you know, uh, the guy who like try to read every letter of every book that was assigned, you know, what I'm <laughs> um, you know, I remember leaving a class one time um, and I always share this. I think I shared on a podcast recently. I was leaving a, a gospels class, um, one of my professors. And I remember leaving so enamored with the Lord mm. that I got in the car and I had to turn on worship music. Mm. I had to, I just had to worship. That was, that was the only response that I had at that moment. And so I was like, man, like I would love to think about these things he's thinking about for a living. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like 
and help people see them as well. Yeah. And yeah, the, the part of it was Professor uh, Dr. Bruce Lowe, New Testament scholar, excellent scholar, yeah. excellent man as well. Um, so yeah, so 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 that was like okay, like I, I it was this burning mm. desire, and we talked about the need, so that was kind of part of it too, burning desire. And then um, I just found that, like you mentioned earlier, man, that there was this um, low amount of representation mm. in in terms of African Americans. Um, in Old Testament scholarship uh, that were Christian as well. So just all of those kind of like unique factors of who the yeah. Lord made me. It was like, hey, Matt, like my voice is needed as well. Our voices yeah. are needed as well. And so all of those things were like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, I was, man, I was so green. I didn't know nothing. And <laughs> like, I had to ask my professor, like, how do I even, where do I go? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't know how to apply. So that was a whole process, learning how to apply, learning, you know, who, like I had to, and we could talk about a little bit, uh, about this a little bit more later, um, mm -hmm. you know, my methodology mm -hmm. <laughs> had to intersect with my supervisor's methodology, right? And I mm -hmm. couldn't just yeah. go to any, any guy, you know what I mean? Like, because people have specific specialties, like you said, your, your co-host, uh, Ancient Near East is his specialty. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was, that was that. And particularly and if we can go here we can pivot here yep. like my my uh phd will be in the methodology of inner biblical exegesis and so uh it's basically how uh later texts use earlier texts in the bible mm. and so it's it, it's that and i would say man like there was this book i read in my master's that was like my gateway drug <laughs> to <laughs> being on uh all this stuff and it was um, Richard Hayes. He's a mm. New, Testament, New Testament scholar. Richard Hayes has this book. Um, the first one I read was Reading Backwards. And it's like an mm -hmm. earlier version of a, of, a, of a longer book that he expanded called uh, Echoes, Echoes of Scripture in the Gospels. And then another book I read by him was uh, Echoes of Scripture in the Letters of Paul. And so mm. what he's looking at is how Paul is not like directly quoting the Old Testament, but alluding to it and echoing it and how the Gospels do the same to highlight different features that, that, that they're trying to, you know, bring about. And so I was like, whoa, like I had this vague notion before that, you know, the Bible was connected and from our perspective, you know, points to Jesus, all these things and um, that the New Testament quotes the Old Testament. Mm. And I had this vague notion of that. And then I realized like, it's, it's actually more sophisticated than that, you know? And mm. so I was, I was just so hooked, man. And uh, I went to, you know, Dr. Greg Beal, who has had a, um, great influence on me. He's a New Testament scholar as well. He has, uh, him and uh, Don Carson have this book, um, a commentary on the New Testament use of the old. Got that. I bought it. <laughs> bought it and was reading through that and was like, this is crazy. And so New Testament scholars were my like gateway drug. N.T. Wright was another guy who, who was doing a lot of his work. And then I realized the Old Testament did it within the Old Testament. <laughs> so, so later Old Testament authors use earlier Old Testament texts. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is insane. <laughs> And so yeah. um, a lot of, yeah, Christian scholars, uh, but even some um, Jewish scholars as well and some Israeli scholars, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Michael Fishbane, Benjamin Somer, mm -hmm. uh, Moshe Winfield, just so many, uh, Yari Zekovich, so many different scholars um, that, that, that helped me there uh, in seeing this like inner continuity mm -hmm. and dialogue, I like to say, between texts. And so... That's actually what I'll be doing uh, when I get to St. Andrews. Uh, my professor, uh, my supervisor, Michael Lyons, that's his, that's his thing. So. so cool. Man, yeah. you're getting me excited. Yeah. Can't wait to see what you write up. This is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super cool, man. And it's, it's funny because, and the Lord is so good, bro. I mean, I, I tell you, he really is. I uh, have moments, man, where I'm almost brought to tears because it's just um, just seeing his hand. You know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have the opportunity when I go to St. Andrews to work on Deuteronomy 28 mm. and uh, some intertextual uh, or inner biblical um, allusions of Deuteronomy 28, particularly verses 64 to 68 and how they're alluded to in the prophets, Hosea and Jeremiah in particular. And I argue for a fulfillment of some of that stuff. And we can get into that too, if you want, but yeah, um, you know, Deuteronomy 28 is this passage that African-Americans have used to create an entire worldview, right? So mm. the black Hebrew Israelites, right? It is this large group that is growing as we speak. Mm. And they believe 
that Deuteronomy 28 is um, was was fulfilled in the transatlantic slave trade and that black people are the original Jews. And so if, if, if you're listening to this and you've 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 been in African-American communities, you've probably seen them on, on YouTube that they're on the side of the road proselytizing that this is truth. And so it's like, a, you know, and imagine me, I'm I'm in seminary. You know, there's some other guys with me and we're, we're going out, we're, we're, we're sharing, you know, the gospel and, and talking to people in our neighborhood and stuff. And we run into these guys. Like, these are the kinds of mm. things we're, we're dealing with in our context. And for me to be able to work on that exact mm. passage is like a real gift from the Lord, um, a phenomenal opportunity. And when I started reading in the literature, I, I realized that verse 68 in particular, where, where um, I can read it really quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. Where, where it talks about, uh, this is Moses speaking, he says, the Lord will take you back in ships. Um, that in ships right there, that's it's actually disputed in the literature. So so in the argument in the African-American mm. community with the black Hebrew Israelites, they they argue that, see, we, we came in ships. <laughs> and it's uh-huh. like, when you read the actual scholarly literature on it, that is actually disputed whether it should even be translated as in ships. Mm. And so, um, and it's... Um, to, to be slightly technical, uh, it's Go ahead. Um, the the phrase is uh, what w- many people have read it as is "ba'onioth," which is in ships. But I, I'm arguing, and and there's been other German scholars and uh, Jewish scholars who've argued this as well, is that it's "ba'onioth," so it's instead of in ships, it's in mourning. And um, so there's 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 a dispute in the literature, and even uh, von Rad uh, in the 20th century. It's such a dispute that he was like, uh, we don't really even know, <laughs> like, we don't know, you know, whether this uh, presents a, you know, uh, contemporary possibility at this time mm. or was in fact realized. He literally says that's a quote. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And I, and I found as I've read, actually, a lot of Jewish scholars who who, who argue for the, the in morning reading. And so what I'm doing is, mm. is taking some of those insights and, mm. and yeah, we can even talk about the context of how it makes more sense in the context. Yeah. Uh, uh, and how. You see the fulfillment in Jeremiah forty-two to forty-four, as well. So yeah, this stuff is like it's it's deeper than it's deeper yep. than ripe, as we as we say sometimes. It's <laughs> it's it's uh it's this missional heart behind it. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. Love for just reading and learning as well, yep. but love for Jesus as well. So it's just all of these things, yep. um, kind of coming together with this work. I'll be yeah you know, privilege of doing yeah yeah. About to say that this really brings in all the characteristics about you. Yeah. You know where you have both. Again, the deep desire for learning, but also motivated by your um, your personal community experience and it. real people. Uh, and then I've I've found with anyone who does PhD dissertation stuff, like by nature, you have to really focus in on a small portion because you're going so deep. Mm. But that deep work has implications beyond what people might even imagine because of, like you said, even with the intertextual exegesis mm. stuff, like. You know, you're you're applying it to maybe a few verses, but again, like what you do through that will then impact the the way that you help others to do other types of inner inner biblical interpretation, exegesis stuff. So, yeah, very exciting. Good. And the thing is, even with this project, because when I when I pitched the proposal to uh, Dr. Lyons, he was like, like <laughs> you can't get a this like 300 pages on this particular few verses would be tough. And so we talked, and he's like. Hey, you know, the first chapter will be the inner biblical stuff. That's like, you know, where your bread and butter is, the meat. That's his specialty. But then we brought in a second supervisor, uh, Dr. Um, Madavi Nevada, who is also at St. Andrews, who um, specializes in more ancient Near East stuff. Mm. And so what I'll do in another chapter is is look at ancient Near Eastern parallels, looking at Assyrian annals and king lists, uh, mm. uh, inscriptions, uh, some Phoenician text, and we don't have... Uh, text in Phoenicia, but we have Greek translations that are considered reliable. We have that, but then also a history of interpretation uh, chapter mm-hmm. as well. So where I'm not just looking at um, the, the Hebrew text, I'm looking at the manuscript tradition. I'm looking wow. at uh, how it's been interpreted in um, uh, ancient Israel and then in, uh, as it comes to Judaism and in even Christianity. And so I'm kind of tracing that. And then I'm, it, it's, a, it's a lot, man, you know, yeah. and, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm in it. I'm, I was thinking about it this morning. Um, hey, it's good. Yeah. And then there's an uh, Israeli scholar uh, Yair Zekovich. He used to be at Hebrew University. Do you know that name? Uh, actually, I think that Nathan studied with him because he's, really? he's talked about him. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So 
I'll bring it up to brilliant. Nathan. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he studied with him. Go ahead. Yeah. So he's brilliant. So he has this uh, kind of methodology, like as a subcategory in the inner biblical, intertextual stuff. Uh, mm. Talks about analogy and and inversion, right? Mm. Um, and so basically, uh, earlier texts may have a narrative, and then a later text will invert that narrative, mm. right? And so um, what I'll kind of build off of his work is to say, hey, you know, the Exodus was the you know, um, paradigm event in Israel's history, but it's inverted here in this Deuteronomy text um, where Moses says, you'll go back to Egypt. <laughs> but um, this 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 motif, I argue, is is present throughout the Pentateuch. Some of the Pentateuch is this uh, uh, cohesive document. Mm -hmm. You have the Israelites wanting to go back to Egypt. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, so you have this escalation where Moses says at the end of 28, you'll go back in mourning, I argue, uh, in, to Egypt. But then he says this, he says, um, you know, you'll sell yourselves and he uses that Lamech preposition of, of specification, like you'll sell yourselves as female and male slaves, but there will be no buyer. So in other words, he's saying that it'll be a reversal of God's promise. God promised to bring you out of Egypt and he brought you out, but it will be a revolt reversal, but it'll be an escalation. So you were slaves before, but you won't even be slaves. Like that's how bad it will be wow. if you will, um, if you, um, disobey and Dang. so and so you see that there and this is like i still have a ton of research to do so i it, i may come back and be like oh, i was wrong but <laughs> this is where i am now you know what i mean yep. and this was enough for him to say okay let's do this uh dr lyons but um so you have that and then yeah. uh what else uh, even in the new testament that's what i was going to say nehemiah not nehemiah uh um stephen in acts he's, mm -hmm. he says that uh israel turned back to egypt in their hearts right and so, mm. so even there you have mm. authors pulling on that, but then even Matthew two, right. And I was thinking about this, like, man, even in Matthew two, uh, and you have all the imagery of, of the Exodus and Moses and Matthew, but he, he goes back into Egypt. <laughs> and, and so if, if Jesus is according to New Testament authors, the fulfillment of this Israelite story, if he's uh, rehearsing the story of Israel and his person, you even see him going back to Egypt as mm. well, uh, to escape the persecution from here. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. I didn't even get time to talk about the yeah the Hosea and the, the <laughs> and how that'll tie in. But man, it's a lot of you know, like you said, man. Um, mm -hmm. It's not. It is a small question I'm trying to answer, but mm -hmm. you have to do and read a lot to answer that small question. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a little ancient Near East, a little history interpretation, and the inner biblical stuff that I really love. So man, this is epic. I, I don't want to stop you. I mean, anything you yeah. want to talk about this, you go with it. I mean, I know we could talk forever just about your dissertation alone. Yeah, but it's awesome. yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's so much. Yeah, but that's the gist of yeah, yep. what I'm thinking through. And that's so cool. And it sounds like you're with some uh, advisors who you vibe with, like, you know, mm -hmm. the, the fact you're with someone who does the intertextual yep. stuff yep. already. So that that synthesis, I think is going to be gonna be really good. Yeah, it should be fun, man. You know, one question I want to ask you, like, let's say there's somebody who who's on the earlier end of yeah. getting into Bible stuff and they hear you talk like, man, I feel his passion. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, he's even talking about he's studying and like the studying is leading him to want to, to worship God. And it's just like, mm -hmm. wow, like, I want that. But I just, when I'm approaching the Bible, I just, you know, I'm just trying to make my way through, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to be a good Christian. My pastor's talking about reading the Bible more, but mm -hmm. I just, just don't know. Like, do you have any thoughts that you would tell like that kind of person? Yeah. Yeah. So part of it, um, there's a lot of ways to go with this. I mean, my personality bent is passion. Like that's just, that's partly me. So, so mm. in other words, I think sometimes that people can measure their faithfulness by how loud or how passionate they mm. are. Mm. And, and everybody's temperament isn't that way. Like for example, my wife, you know, Jasmine Pinkney, who my best friend, you know, yeah. she, she is not that way. She's not this, you know, uh, extroverted, loud, deeply passionate person, but her zeal when she's flourishing spiritually, when she's, you know, going hard for the Lord looks different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so That's I would good. encourage a person with that first, like, man, don't, I'm not the standard, right? Um, Jesus is, you know what I mean? So I'm not the standard. There's that too. I would say um, if you're struggling to get into the word, um, there's a variety of reasons why we could be struggling, right? Some people, yeah. and I've, I've been more attuned to this lately, like some people have been hurt by the word, you know? Some people have yeah. been 
and uh, have, have experienced trauma and church abuse and church hurt and and reading the word. You know, I've heard someone say, man, when I read the word, I hear the person that abused me, the pastor that abused me or the leader that abused me. It's like, oh, that's tough, you know. Mm. And so what the best thing I would say, man, is um, to, to, to be in a community. I think that's just the basic bottom line thing, man, like in community, the, the Lord does for us things that we could never do for ourselves. You know what mm. I mean? Like yeah. being around a group of people who love Jesus who love you, who know you, who care for you, who can pray for you, who can, if you're not able to read the word in this moment, who can, who can speak the word to you in conversation without, you know, uh, without it being just like sit down Bible study, who can pray the word mm. over you, who can encourage you with the word and mm. all those sorts of things. Um, but also too, I mean, that's if someone's hurt, but if, if you're just struggling, I think that there's so many ways now, man, like, mm. you know, there was a time where you just had to, Open your Bible and in solitude and read. Now you there's audio Bibles, there's apps, yep. there's well, there's so many different creative yep. ways to get the life giving word that mm. shapes us and transforms us into us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, if you think about like medicine, right? Like I like to think of it like like there's so many ways to get medicine into a person, right? You can mm -hmm. chew it, you can swallow it, you can get it inject. Like it's so mm. many different ways to get it in i think we need to just yeah continue to be creative one of the things i found is that with the with the podcast is that people who were struggling like it was there was a moment where, where me uh i was talking to john i was struggling to get into the word before the podcast you know in the pandemic isolated decentralized yep. and that podcast alone helped me for sure but it helped other people as well who yep. Who, okay like who are not just people who sit down and read for an hour like that's just yeah. not how they're how they're made so yeah. like oh i can hear them in yeah. language that i can understand and then i can go back to the text as well so like that those just yeah. creative ways yeah. to get in I, I, I would encourage people to be creative and we're and we're far more creative than we give ourselves credit for too like if we really mm -hmm. want to do something we'll figure <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> out how to do it man and so i would just encourage them community and creativity those are those are the two two c's <laughs> that's really good yeah, yeah i first i totally relate on the whole uh difference in spouse personality thing yeah. you know like and that's been good for me too just realizing you know you can be very healthy spiritually in your walk with god but doesn't look the same as somebody else my mm -hmm. wife's very, very introverted i'm very extroverted mm -hmm. and just the ways that you know we walk out our faith there's a little bit of a difference in that and so you're right that is important to, to look yeah. at those yeah yeah um, in the whole community aspect, I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, being on, you know, being on a sport, I was, you were D one athlete. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of how many of those workouts would, if you had to do it all by yourself all the time, like how hard would you push you as compared to the times when you're with the team doing the sprint drills or doing the shooting Bro. drills Bro. and, you know, Bro. I mean, so good. No, like literally I remember, you know. <laughs> Like there's something weird about it, man. Like, you know, when we would have to run in practice, it was something about everybody running together that yeah. made the load just not seem as bad. You know, I still hate sprinting today, but you know what I'm <laughs> sure. saying? Like there, there was something about doing it with people mm. that made it a, a better experience. You know what I yeah. mean? So how much more, right? Like walking with the Lord, how much more yeah. Uh, taking in the life-giving word, how much more yeah. worship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that sports has, uh, it's just so funny, like we said, like the Lord has, mm -hmm. uses what happens and goes on in our life to like shape us. Yeah. And so in many ways, like, um, you know, I'm very, uh, uh, and this is not to be self-aggrandizing in any way, but just like kind of discipline, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, had to get up and work out at 5 a.m. You know, for like 20 years. So it's like, <laughs> hey, to you, man. You, you think yeah. I'm a, you know what I mean? Like you think yeah. that won't shape you in some kind of way, you know? So yeah. um, gratefully, like sports has taught me a lot about my spiritual life and my walk with sure. God and life in general. And so, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot to learn there. And that, and what's been great, and I've really thanked God for, is the, um, intensity i think is the word that i used to approach training and mm -hmm. shooting and all that kind of stuff i had to do mm -hmm. i'm now kind of transferring that mm -hmm. what i do now you know what i that's mean that's cool yeah and so um 
yeah so sports is, is has definitely been a yeah that's a lot a lot of good wisdom there the creativity points also good like realizing hey how are you wired you know what are your mm. you know what are your strengths and weaknesses what, what type of methods are good for you and mm. even about the audio audio bible you talk about we think about for most of history most christians or oh, jews man. have listened to the bible not just for technology reasons right so again nothing i'm, I'm glad we have you know, I'm glad physical books are cheaper and more readily available. I'm glad we have apps and the wrong against reading physically. But for me, I actually, whenever I'm trying to just probably my best way to engage with the Bible, if I'm trying to read is actually listening. I just, for how I'm wired, it's mm-hmm. why I started a podcast on a blog. I prefer speaking mm-hmm. and listening, you know, yeah. and obviously when I'm doing deep research, you know, I need to read physically. And I, there are times I enjoy that for certain reasons, but I think for everybody out there, they, there, there are ways for them to engage and they might be trying. I'll give one small personal example. I remember when I was learning modern Hebrew at the beginning. Well, not beginning, probably I was, you know, right that cusp of fluency with modern mm-hmm. Hebrew. And I remember I was meeting with a mentor of mine who he was in the military, still is actually, and um, uh, intelligence specialist does linguist, uh, language stuff too uh, with, with special units. Anyway, we were meeting up. We'd meet up and just talk in modern Hebrew. It was really helpful for me. Wow. One of the things he told me at one point, though, is that if you really want to get good at modern Hebrew, you got to read news. And so, of course, I'm like, man, this guy, he's the guy, you know, he has the highest language score they've ever received in the military for Hebrew. I'm going to listen to the guy and do it. But then I realized over time, like, man, why do I hate this? Why is this just, ugh? I realized I don't read the news in English because I don't like reading the news in English. So why would Mm -hmm. I like reading the news in Hebrew? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if, if you, what I tell my students is like, hey, whatever you enjoy doing in English, you'll probably enjoy doing in Hebrew. Wow. You don't enjoy doing in English, you won't enjoy in Hebrew. So if you like TV shows, find Israeli TV shows. Mm. Um, anyway, this, this is about you. I don't want to talk more about me, but it's just, I think just to echo your point, like finding out, again, how you're wired. So again, if you're that disciplined person, wake up at five in the morning, just like redirect that energy to, mm. to this. If you're more of a night owl, maybe that's a better time. Or, mm. you know, if you're, anyway, let's, let's get back to you though. This is, this is all super helpful stuff. Mm. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about, you kind of touched on your methodology for your dissertation. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, you're creating a lot of content. You are, you know, you're posting a lot of videos on uh, Instagram. You're doing YouTube uh, or you're doing your, your podcast. Is, is there anything I'm missing by the way? Anything else that you're, you're doing? Patreon. So uh, yeah. shout out to our Patreon supporters. If you're listening to yeah. this. Um, yeah. So we try to record extra podcasts uh, sure. for them as much as possible um on the patreon me and john or sometimes just me uh and so yeah so all those three are kind of my yeah okay I do it so one thing i'm curious about is like what's your what's your process and you know this question might be technically a little more relevant for people who are doing this in a slightly professional sense because obviously there's a difference between if you you got your your nine to five and mm-hmm. you're doing your work and you're you know, you're going to get your Bible devotional time, listen to the Windows and Mirrors podcast, or whatever. but like this question, maybe ask a little more specifically for people out there who maybe they're pastors, they're, they're writers, they're podcasters, they're people who they had, they're, they're, they're kind of driven like you, where they, they don't just want to have this, you know, they do Bible stuff for themselves and their family. Right. But they like, they're, they want to lead a small group, you know, they want to, you know, and there's a create, there's a content creation process that, that goes with that. Is there anything you found helpful when it comes to the time you spend uh, doing the learning and the, the content preparation and delivery that you found helpful? Yeah. So um, if I can be honest, I mean, this is an area that I think I'm still like, I, I, I'm still growing in. Um, so to your point, I actually had a, a nine to five uh, until like March of this year. So I was, okay. I was in seminary. Newly, I was newly married. Let me get my order right. Yeah. Uh, uh, seminary podcast and work as well. You know, man. So it was, it was a, it was a beast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like weekends was when we You're were hustling. Recording. Yeah, it was. It was weekends we would record, and then, uh, um, you know, early in the morning before work. Hmm. And so and so it looked different then, but now, now that I don't have that um, occupation anymore, I hmm. think for me it's. I'm I'm a morning person. I think it comes back to to knowing who how you are, how you wired. Yeah. For me, this is this is my process. I don't share this with everybody, but man, you talking. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is grab my Bible. Right. Now, I've I've had to work really hard because I, my wife can tell you I can just scroll on Instagram yeah. <laughs> and social media for hours, know. right, and be in group messages, laughing and playing with people, all kind of stuff. So the first thing I do. 
And it's just been helpful for me to pass like maybe three months I've been doing this. Uh, grab my Bible and open it and read it for my own soul, not for the podcast, not for anything, just for my own heart, mm. my own soul, my own mind. And I try to go outside too, because I, I just feel like, mm. and I'm I'm a big I'm big on this. Like just technology and social media is mm. is really uh, shaping us. Mm. I, I feel like, and I, and I just want to have a, 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 a practical act of defiance is what I call it. Of, mm. of, of of saying like man I, I serve a king in a kingdom that is not of this world right and so like I'm not going to just do everything everybody else does right so mm-hmm. for me I get up I read and that's my routine like I get a cup mm-hmm. of coffee John has got me in a coffee he has his own coffee business anyway <laughs> um I get up I read I drink coffee and pray you know and then after that so mornings are best my my, my most alert hours after that, that's when I transition to podcast stuff. Mm. And so from there, it's all right. If we're in Second Chronicles, I'm reading a chapter of Second Chronicles. And from there, I'm typing out my notes. You know, I'm using um, as far as resources. This may be helpful for some. Mm. Uh, if, I, if I'm not clear on something, you know, just a simple commentary. Right. I'm not trying to do an academic study uh, commentary. I have this cultural backgrounds. It's actually right here. Study Bible, John Walton and Craig Keener. Nice. Call after this. This is really good. Um, the notes are really helpful. Um, two specialists in the ancient world. Um, so that, and then, um, yeah, I have a OneNote. This app is called OneNote, where it just houses all of my like notes and stuff. And so I do that, and then uh, we usually, sometimes we record in the morning. So right before, you know, kind of like seven, eight is when uh, John's daughter has to go to school and stuff, um, and we record in the morning. If we're ahead of the game, we'll batch record, you know, Mm. Um, but that's kind of the daily like rhythm. Right. And then from there, it's a okay, we've done it. You know, we've went through it before. So I have prior notes to look at. So that helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. But as far as that and then it's like I I still struggle sometimes with like reels. So like free free game for anybody listening. Instagram is trying to compete with TikTok. <laughs> so so <laughs> the reels are the way to go. Like that like those if you're into content creation or influence yeah. or whatever, praise God for you. We hope you're putting out good stuff in the world, right? But um, you know, uh the reels are the route to go and um as far as content from there, it's usually something I've said in a podcast or something I've hmm. you know, written before and I just try to recycle that you know what i mean like put it on there Mm. and the goal was to get um three to five three to five uh or or three 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 uh reels per week actually been slacking this Mm. week um but it just comes i I get it yeah yeah yeah. it just comes from something i've already talked about yeah and uh yeah man it's um it's been helpful reels too it gets your like content in front of people who don't follow you so that's the point point of doing it your story people just see the story they follow you and so what i'm doing is like okay i'm talking about god like i want people i'm like at the end of the day mm-hmm. i don't care about people following me i care about people following jesus yeah. right so i want to get this yeah. in as, as many people as possible you know what i mean yeah and so with that like hashtags is another thing too like hashtags get your content in front of people so like finding the right hashtags seeing what's trending like okay love is trending it's always trending right I'm going to put love in almost every, even if it's mm. usually about love or whatever, or wisdom or truth. Those mm. are the common ones. Christ is, you know, one that's always trending. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my process with that, man. We don't kind of, we don't reinvent the wheel. If it's if it's something like Patreon, so they get extra content, they get longer podcasts, mm. extra stuff we've studied or thought about. So, for example, you know, I talked about how I love Old Testament, but I love like New Testament. I love mm. theology. Mm. So we talked about... Um, on one podcast, the beatific vision, which is this doctrine, mm. um, um, in the, that the Christian church has, has said that, uh, you know, from the scriptures that, um, one day that we will see God, we will actually see him and what that means. And, and took, took him to a few texts, uh, first John, uh, three, uh, revelation 20, 22, I think different texts, um, to talk about that a little bit, but yeah, it was, it wasn't, you know, going through four chapters, but it was something extra we gave them. And, so yeah, I think for for us it's 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 things that have sparked and inflamed our own hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Because those things are the things that you'll communicate with a type of 
passion and fervor and um yeah so yeah that's great i appreciate you sharing the behind the scenes of this all i think it's just yeah. it's really helpful you know because people yeah. can can see obviously what's presented but what goes into creating whether it's tactics yeah. or just the some of the real stuff of like all right you know we record before john takes his kids to school you know what i mean like it's just, it's yeah. just real life you know you talk you got your nine to five and yeah and you know i think that's just very relatable for people and realizing like yeah you know we got real life and here's how we try to make it work with what we're passionate about we pursue it mm-hmm. and we work on real life too Absolutely. so as we kind of you know reach the end of our time together i wonder i'll ask you one last question uh just is there anything that's on your heart that you just want to share with people uh, or maybe there's just something that you've been chewing on recently that's just kind of fresh that you just uh, you want to share. Uh, again, I didn't prep this question for you. I'd be no, no pressure if this is too big, but just is there anything that just last words you'd like to be able to share with people? Man, that's a that's a great question, uh, Matt. Um, man, there's always stuff that's my wife gets most of it because she's around me the most. Because <laughs> this and this, you know. Um, man, um, I, I think two things. One is we live, and maybe it's just some of the streams of, of people I'm around, Christian, non-Christian, um, African-American. Um, I, I think that in this, we, and I'm not even this kind of guy theologically, but like we need a revival. I, and that's just, this is just, you know, me, right? Mm. I think that, uh, you know, there has been a lot, man, I think just from the political tensions um, in our society, the racial tensions in our society. And I think that we're in the prime season to see the Lord do something miraculous. So I, if you're listening to this, man, I, I just would encourage you to be tied to the scriptures, right? Like mm. stand on the scriptures, even if people don't like it, even if, you know, you, you face, um, uh, uh, some flack for it. like the Lord will honor it. You know what I mean? And I, I just think about, you know, every revival we've seen in history, it, in some way they went back to the Bible. They went back to what the scriptures said. And so, um, I would just say, man, like in a time now when every side seems to be coming at the scriptures in that way, in a, in, in, a, in their own way, uh, stay tied to the scriptures, um, and proclaim, uh, what's there. So there's that. Um, yeah. And then, too, I think the idea of seeking God. Right. So there's I've, I said this on a reel, <laughs> but uh, it's really been pricking my heart, like seeking God. Um, the Bible just talks over and over about those who seek him will find him. Right. Mm. There's, this, there's this aspect of at the end of the day, you know, you can you can seek so many things. You can seek fame. You can seek wealth. You can seek. Uh, a specific career you can can seek a specific spouse and you may or may not get those things mm. but the beautiful promise of scripture is that anyone who seeks the true god will mm. find him mm. right that is that's incredible to me that's just like really and and, and, the, and the beautiful thing is like he's no no he's better than the wealth he's better than the career he's better than he's more impressive glorious awesome mm. and beautiful than all of those things and you're 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 seeking those things that you mm. may or may not get no, no no you can seek him and get him and so the only prerequisite is wanting him and you can have him right and wow. so the, that that truth has just been rocking me man and even mm. and this is for the 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 you know regardless of where you come from like in our own walk, right? As a Christian, mm. like there are moments when you're not seeking God, you know, mm. and he ha- he gives the truth. Like, no, if you seek me, you'll find me. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's just all throughout scripture, man. Old and New Testament, man, like seekers yeah. is fine, man. So I just want to encourage somebody with that. Uh, yes, stick to the Bible. And um, it's, it's, it's the, the test of time that, and then just seeking, seeking and finding God. He He's willing to be found for those that seek. That is powerful. That's a perfect note for us to end this conversation with. One more time, uh, if people want to connect more with you and your content, where where do we find you? Yeah, uh, I hope you don't misspell my last name. Uh, <laughs> not you, the people who are I'll, trying. To I'll put it in the show notes in the okay. description below too. So okay, so uh, it's at Keith Pinkney one on Instagram. So that's my like uh, handle on Instagram, and then it's at Keith Pinkney five. So that's Twitter. Um, and then, so it's just my name 
on both. And then uh, Windows and Mirrors. So you can just type in Windows and Mirrors, Bible podcast on like wherever you get your podcasts and, and we should come up there. And then Window Mirror Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well if you want to check out what we're doing with the Bible. Um, this is something too I just want to say as me and my wife uh, plan to move, this is something I, I plan to continue to, to do. So um, just for people who who want to, you know, learn about the scriptures. Um, and it's, and I'll say this too, um, it's, it's helped me. <laughs> like I've learned a ton just, yep. um, just teaching the scriptures. You know, they say once taught, twice learned, you know what I mean? And yeah. there's a different way you learn things when you have to teach them to people. So, yeah. And then also he mentioned his Patreon and I'll just say for him, I mean, look, he's doing great work for the church and, uh, but he's got a, he's got a real life, you know, and everything that you guys uh, can support, um, helps him in the mission that he's doing. So I also recommend find that Patreon page, anyone who finds value in this and what he's doing and help support him. So uh, thank you so much, Keith, for joining. This was a wonderful conversation. Great having you on. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Have a good one.